Good morning and welcome to Get Up With God. It's another beautiful morning and it's great to see you today. I hope you grabbed your Bible, grab a notepad, and let's get started reading the Word together. I'm Dylan Maverick. I'm on Get Up With God with you and today we're going to go through six points here at 6 a.m. and we're going to talk today about avoiding deception in the end times, how to avoid being deceived in the end times that we're in. Let's pray. Like I said, in the meantime, grab a Bible, maybe grab a cup of coffee. We're early in the morning, grab a Bible, a notepad, make some notes this morning, but we're going to go through six points at 6 a.m., avoiding deception in the end times. Let's pray real quick and we'll get started. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We welcome you into our day, into our life, and we just thank you for everything that you have done for us, Lord. You're a faithful God. You're a good God. And we just, we take this time this morning to give you the praise and glory and honor. We worship you, Lord. Lord, we just raise our hands in worship. We worship you now, Lord. We thank you and we, we worship your holy name. And we thank you, Lord, that you're good and faithful. You, what you've done for us, Lord, is uh, immeasurable. We can't be thankful enough for the sacrifice that you made for us. So today, Lord, we make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it that today is a new day. We have new opportunities. There's new newness of joy today. There's new mercy today. There's new grace today for opportunities and a new wonderful life that you've presented to us. Lord, we're thankful. So Lord, we just ask for your help this morning. Lead us and guide us as we study your word and we learn from your your precepts and your principles in your Bible. And we thank you for this word that you've given to us in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, let's jump into this. Open with me into your Bible into the 21st chapter of the book of Luke. Again, we're talking about avoiding deception in the end times. I've got six points for you at 6 a.m. Don't miss it. This is going to be great. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on my YouTube channel. If you haven't already, be sure to sign up for the newsletter. I give you a weekly recap. I'll give you six points at 6 a.m. that we go through so you can go back and study these with scripture and go back and look at them yourself. I may not get to um, even all the scriptures that I have in my notes and uh, in the email newsletter, I give you these on a daily basis. It lets you know that uh, what we went through and gives you some reference that you can refer back to. But Luke chapter 21, we're going to start in verse 7 and we're going to start uh, this morning. Let's get into it. So Luke 21 verse 7, point number one, Jesus warns us to be alert Jesus warns us to be alert in the end time. So we're talking about avoiding deception in the end time. Luke 21, verse 7. So they asked him, who's they? His disciples, the followers, the close ones to Jesus, asked him saying, teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? Jesus responds to them, take heed that you do not be deceived. The first thing Jesus responds to them about the end times, and they, he didn't rebuke them for asking. He didn't tell them that they were off by asking about these end times. He made a point to address their concern and asking when they ask the question, "What is? when will these things be? What's going to take place? What signs will we see during the end times? Jesus' first response to them is be on the lookout. It is important that you're aware. It is important that you pay attention to the Greek word for this. What he's saying is when he says, uh, take heed, when he says, take heed that you do not be deceived, take heed is the word blepo in the Greek blepo. Uh, you could take a note of that blepo means to be aware, pay attention to, uh, let me give you some other definitions in the Greek. It says to perceive by the senses or to feel 
to turn the eyes to something, to look at, look upon, or gaze at. And there's there's other um, there's other guidance about that script about that particular verse or or particular phrase. But in the Greek, that word "take heed" is blepo, meaning pay attention to this, be alert to this, be aware of what's going on. Do you know how many people? And maybe you're one of them. Do you know how many people in today's society are completely oblivious to what's going on in society? They live in this little bubble consumed with their own life. We're going to talk about that. That's not okay for the Christian. That's okay for the world that that's lost. Not that it's okay or it's acceptable, but that's what's expected of the lost world is to be consumed with their everyday affair consumed with their everyday life things. That's what they're consumed with. Jesus is saying, take heed, be aware that you're not deceived. So point number one is Jesus is warning us to be alert. Uh, You can also read in Matthew 24, four, the same reference to that point. Number two, the word deceive, the word deceive in the Greek is the word planeo, planeo, meaning to roam about or be led astray to roam about being led astray. So so think about what Jesus is saying here. This is when I was when I'm studying this, he's saying be alert, be conscious, be aware of what could happen to you. And he's saying what could happen to you is you could be distracted. Think about that. Be alert that you don't get deceived or you don't get distracted or pulled pulled aside. So what people that are not paying attention to what's happening right now around us, just take a look. Don't be scared of this kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of people that won't turn on the news for the sake of fear. I don't want to see that. It gets me scared. I don't like these type of things. Those are the same type of people that won't go to the doctor because they're scared of getting a bad report from the doctor. That's fair. That is based out of fear. There's no faith in that. There's no confidence in that. You know, there was... Uh, there's uh, a set of phrase uh, led our foundations of faith class at our, my church yesterday morning. Uh, if whenever you're watching this on our, on a Sunday morning, I led foundations of faith and the, uh, the, one of the phrases that I said was that there without, a, uh, without there being a lack of something, you can't have faith. Faith comes in to believe for when there is nothing. So when you're too scared to do something, like go to the doctor and put your eyes on something to see what the situation is, you it is impossible for you to have faith in that arena without knowing what you're up against. You can't have faith. David couldn't have believed God to defeat Goliath if he hadn't known that there was a Goliath to defeat had he not gone out and looked into the battlefield and done what he was supposed to be doing. So back to this, he, Jesus is saying, take heed, be alert. So you're telling me that during these end times, the first biggest warning that Jesus has to us is just to be aware that we're in the end time. So why aren't more people talking about this? I know my pastor is, I know a few other close pastors that I have to uh, to our pastor that I know to our pastor, these pastors, these ministers, talk about these things, but why isn't this more of a a widespread thing? I mean, Paul talks about it in every book of the Bible that he writes, every letter, not book, rather every letter that he writes to the churches. He's referencing Jesus's return, the end times to be alert and ready for the things that are going on. And this was, that was, you know, 
thousands of years ago, 2,000 years ago that that happened. This is, this is prevalent in today's society. We have to be alert. Don't turn your nose to society's uh, uh, shortcomings and what's going on. For what? For the sake of what? Well, I'm trying to live a holy life, Dylan. That has nothing to do with you being a uh, on assignment person. You are on assignment from God. And Jesus is, is warning to us, one of the things that you must do to be aware that the end time is present is just acknowledge the fact that you could be distracted during these times. You could be pulled away and distracted to look at other things that are not relevant to what God wants us to be paying attention to. So number two is deception, deceiving, being deceived is the Greek word planeo, to be led astray or to be led to the side or to be led off the right path is what deceived means. Point number three, not being alert to the possibility of being deceived puts you at risk of being deceived. Let me say that again. This is point number three, not being alert to the possibility of that you could be deceived, puts you at risk of being deceived. Let's keep reading here in Luke 21, and then we're going to jump over to another scripture. Verse 8, take heed that you do not be deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified. For these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes in various places. You can underline these in your Bible to acknowledge what is proof that there is things happening right now, presently in the end time. This is what's happening. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be, note these, earthquakes in various places. We're seeing magnitudes of over seven uh, uh, seven magnitude earthquakes, which is like unheard of in history. These massive earthquakes that happening in places that don't have earthquakes. It's in the world right now going on all over the planet. Uh, famines and pestilences. There will, will be fearful sights, great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. On and on he goes. Now turn with me into Second Tim, uh, First Timothy, rather. Turn with me into First Timothy, chapter four. First Timothy, chapter four. Still on point number three, not being alert to the possibility of being deceived puts you of being deceived puts you at risk of being deceived. First Timothy, chapter four. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times. Or there's an intensity. There's an intensity. The spirit is intensifying. So if if when Paul wrote this to Timothy as a pastor, and he's saying, Pastor Timothy, be aware of these things now. When he wrote this letter, and I could go back, I don't know the exact date, but we could reference back to the original date of this, which I don't know, would probably be, I don't know, 1900 years ago that this was written. And he's saying now at this time, the spirit is more frequently occurring. Well, if that was then, then if that was the case, then how much more now is the spirit vehemently telling us and expressly telling us these are the end times. 
He says, now the spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. Oh, well, wait a second now. Some will depart. What, what, is our, what is our Greek word here? Point number two, deceive, planeo, to be led astray, to depart, roam about, to be pulled from the path. To be pulled from. So we're not talking about the world being confused. He's warning the Christian body, the ones that acknowledge Jesus as their Savior, the ones that love God, acknowledge God's love for them. He is He is telling us those that that the in these latter times, in these end days, some will depart or be deceived from the faith, giving heed now. So now it, Paul's reversed it now from what Jesus said. So now these people that departed from the faith, they've been deceived when you depart from faith and you kind of stray into these other things. And they won't say they've departed from the faith. They've departed from the actual faith, but they're, what's really happening is they've been deceived from what's really happening, what's really going on. And he's saying now they've taken heed to seducing spirits. This word seducing in, uh, or in the New King James, it says deceiving spirits. In the King James, it says seducing spirits. It's the Greek word plano, not planeo, which is the verb to be pulled away. But plano, which is meaning they have a, there is a deception. There is, they, they are of deception. They're on a wrong path. It's an adjective at this point. De deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a higher, hot iron, forbidding to marry. And on and on he goes explaining some of the things that they're going to uh, be seduced into. You know, there's so many people today that are of the mindset that being a vegan is being is, you know, veganness is is close to godliness, you know, not eating meat and not these have become doctrines within people's lives that the only way for you to be healthy is these certain things. And I'm not against being healthy. I'm not against people eating correctly, but I'm against making things doctrinal that you think is a solution to society, people forbidding to marry and, 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 you know, marrying the same sex in terms of love. And we, that's acceptance. These are doctrines or these are seductions or deceptions of the enemy. That's what, that, that's what's poured into people's mind. And for us as Christians to turn our noses at it, to turn our noses at it and say, well, that's not really, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that. I don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to be, a, you know, I don't want to get, it's a little sticky in that area. That is not your choice to make. You can't say, I don't want to be involved in it. You have, you have, it is important for you too. Jesus said, take heed, be aware and alert that you don't be deceived. Because not being alert to being, uh, the possibility of being deceived puts you at risk of being deceived. Uh, uh, the, I wrote down here that the departing of means they had to be a part of at one point. Think about that. To depart from something or be deceived from something to another thing means you had at one point to have been in the right place. But sometimes people, the simplest things like faith, faith in Jesus, believing in Jesus is too simple for people sometimes. They need it more complicated. They needed to be more deep. They needed to be more in depth. They, listen, I'm not saying it's simple. 
I'm saying that it's a, uh, it's not a complicated, it is simple. It's not an easy thing, right? Jesus's sacrifice wasn't easy, but it's not a complicated thing. We don't have to make it deeper than it needs to be. It doesn't need to be more overwhelming. We receive the work that Jesus did. Now we go to work for Jesus because of what he's done for us. And you avoid getting mixed up in all these different things. Now, how do you do that? Well, you've got to get around the right teaching and preaching. And a lot of times people get deceived into the dramatics and the romance of people ministering and it being dramatic and intense and there being lights and all the things that make it feel dramatic without the actual spirit and the anointing that goes into it. So I don't want to get too far down that path. But number four, number four, be sober minded. Be sober-minded. I want to talk about that just for a second. Turn into Titus chapter 2. The book of Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. It's right after uh, 2 Timothy. Titus chapter 2, verse 6. Likewise, exhort young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in doctrine, within doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that the one who is an opponent may be ashamed having nothing evil to say of you. So he's talking about the integrity, Paul writing to Titus, the in, having the integrity to be a leader to those that watch you. But I want you to pay attention to what he says and how to be a good leader. He says, exhort the young man to be sober-minded. To be sober-minded. What does that mean, sober-minded? Well, think about the opposite. That's a lot of a lot of times that's a good way to think and understand how things operate. The opposite of sober-minded would be would be to be intoxicated. The, an intoxicated mind is a polluted mind. An intoxicated mind is a distorted mind. Means it's not capable of paying firm attention to one particular thing and staying in the vein of one particular thing. It's distracted. That you know, you take a field sobriety test. You see the the show Cops, or you know, they have the live Cops show now on on TV or on you know whatever channel they have it. And you get these field sobriety tests that the cops give to people if they're assumed to be drunk and then they give them a breathalyzer and all these different things. But the field sobriety test, what what is the tests that they give them? It's typically hand-eye coordination because when you're sober-minded, or rather when you're intoxicated, you're, you're not sober, you can't walk straight. You can't function properly. You, you can't focus right because you're intoxicated. Your mind is polluted with things. Now, what happens here? Turn with me now. Um, um, I want to jump over now to, uh, to Luke 24, back to Luke 21. But point number four, be sober-minded. He says to be sober-minded. We could read, you turn over to, back to Luke. I want to read you one more scripture in 2 Timothy 4 and 4. 2 Timothy 4 and 4 says, uh, uh, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of, of the evangelist and fulfill your ministry. So again, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. So a lot of times the eyes and the ears are the first to go 
to move the rest of the body is they get distracted from the real thing, from the right thing, and they move to the wrong place. So number four is to be sober-minded, to avoid deception. Be sober, be clear-minded. And how do we, how do you, first of all, the question lies now, how do you become intoxicated-minded? We're not talking about alcohol, but how do you become how do you avoid being sober-minded? How does one not be sober-minded? Well, Jesus warns us in Luke 21. So point number five, Jesus warns you and me about sober-mindedness, about alertness to these things. He doesn't just say, take heed not to be deceived, be alert not to be deceived. This is what he warns us specifically about to avoid anything that keeps us from being sober-minded. Luke 21 Verse 34, but take heed to yourselves. Again, that word, blepo, take heed, be alert, be ready, be prepared, because this is what can happen to you. Lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the cares of life, the cares of this life, that the day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. Watch, therefore, pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the man, uh, the son of man. Be aware, be alert. Don't allow the carousing drunkenness of the affairs of this life. Oh man, how many people are completely consumed with the affairs of today's world. How many people are completely intoxicated with their their life, the affairs of their world? They're intoxicated with it. They can't walk straight. They can't see straight. Again, relating this back to a field sobriety test, you can't think consciously along the lines of the right way God wants you to think because you're drunk with your life your things. Jesus warns us about this, that at the time of his return, when we see him in the clouds, what he says here back in Luke 21, uh, back in 25, and there will be a signs of, in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and in the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the wavering, uh, um, and man's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming to the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look and lift up your eyes and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. What is he talking about? The rapture of the church is coming. There's a time where Jesus will descend from heaven. He won't touch the earth yet, but he will descend from heaven in a cloud from heaven, and he'll, we will look up and see him. People's hearts will fail them because they'll realize immediately sobriety will hit them. Immediately, the intoxication of life will go, and they will look up and realize, I am not going to be a part of this event doesn't mean you missed heaven but it means you will be a partaker of what will happen on this earth you want to partake of what's going on in the earth and be filled with what's going on in life and that be your direction then you have to remain through those things that that are on this earth before the after the rapture occurs you will stay during these things. He says this, verse 36, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to what? Escape, to be removed from, to escape all these things that will come to pass, to stand before the Son of Man. 
you won't be counted worthy intoxicated with today's life uh, another scripture I believe in Matthew 24 Jesus says there will be people like in the days of Noah they will be living life drinking marrying going about doing life as usual Jesus warns that you don't be deceived during these times how do you avoid deception alertness conscientiousness awareness Num finally number six are you weighed down I'm going to ask you that question and write that down in your book and answer this for yourself. Are you weighed down? What are you weighed down with in this world today? I'm not saying emotion. You don't have emotions, right? You're not an emotionless being. God created you to have emotions. Like if, if something happens, it's going to, it can, maybe not always, you can grow and uh, see past certain things, but things can affect you emotionally. I'm talking about that your mind is consumed with the world that you live in, that you can't focus on what God is doing and what God's trying to do and what deception is happening in the world because you're just consumed with your life. My promotion at my job and, you know, my career and the, my five-year goals and all those things are great to have. But when your heart's treasure is on the benefit of these things and not God's things, you become drunk with today's world and society. You become weighed down and you can't think soberly about what God is trying to do, what God is going to do and what's happening in the world today. You turn your nose to it. You turn your head to it because you don't care that the, what's happening in society. You're too focused on your things. That ought not be so for the believer. That ought not be so for us. It is time for us to be alert, to be aware. Bleppo, take heed to be aware, conscientious of. Get the drunkenness out. Be, don't be consumed with your affairs of life. Be consumed with God affairs. Be consumed with God things. Be attracted to the anointing of God. Be attracted to the things of God. I hope this helped you this morning. This was six points at 6 a.m. And what a powerful morning. Avoiding deception in the end time. I'm going to avoid it. I know you are too. And it was great to see and be with you this morning. I hope it blessed you. Be sure to share this with somebody. Maybe text them the program on YouTube. Share it on your Facebook page, your Instagram, on your story. Or make a post about it. But it'd be an honor of, me to, of you to do that for me. And subscribe on the channel as well. And you can support the program in many different ways. To keep things growing and getting better every single day. Sign up for the newsletter at DylanMaverick.com. And as always, tune in with me Monday through Thursday, 6 a.m. For 6 points at 6 a.m. I hope this blessed you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Be blessed. Have a great day. Bye-bye.